0: Let's get this party started right. Let's get this party started quickly. I I don't know where we are.
1: I'm Dustin Harder and this is Keep on Cooking. Hello and welcome to keep on cooking the podcast dedicated to plant-based cookbooks and the authors who wrote those cookbooks i'm your host dustin harder thank you for tuning in today he's simple but significant he's my husband and producer of the podcast david Rossetti. how are you my dear you call me simple but significant <laughs> but like dumb no simple like not a pain in the butt
0: Uh-oh. Are you sure about that? Oh,
1: I didn't realize. I, I didn't even think about. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I meant simple. Like you're not a pain. Okay, all right, I'll take it. And simple, like not like um, extravagant. Oh, okay. Not extravagant. Yeah, is that um, it, it? Was meant
0: to be a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> I think I thought for some reason I thought like
1: no I think the way you took oh, it might at that be boy correct in the now that, he's simple now that you said that I'm sorry <laughs> it's not okay. not my intention you're so cute I'm running out of little quirky quips I for know. the beginning Quir- I really the, am the quirky quips so um we'll probably have some more offensive ones to come in the future since I'm running out of them
0: Here's <laughs> e- open um how are you? Uh, so I'm fine how are you oh, dear did I ask I did ask you you did. <laughs> ah!
1: I'm great. We're I'm full. We just yeah. made up uh, We spent the whole day cooking, and we made din-dins out of uh, Vegan Ricka's Indian Kitchen cookbook. It was delicious. We Tell the dear naan. people what we had. We made naan. I mean, that's scratch. pretty
0: exciting from scratch. It was
1: delicious, too. You know, so, like- so good you got to get it you got to
0: let it proof but it's pretty cool to like Dude, eat the proof naan that the risin and we the rising
1: and the yeah it was delicious and we had it with the sweet and spicy baked cauliflower Del- which is delicious also delicious had a little barjmati rice on the side and, and then um we had some tofu tikka masala uh, which i mean old school me
0: non-vegan me tikka masala like with the little cubes of cheese which used to be kind of like my
1: See, Go I don't to remember India. it having. Remember I one? thought it was a. It's a meat. Th- I don't think. I don't. I mean, I. Got, I thought it was a meat one. I thought it came with like chicken, like chicken. Well, masala. I think it's
0: paneer tikka masala. Right, I think the paneer was the cubes of like
1: uh, cheese, you know, or whatever. Y'all weigh in. Hit up the keep on cooking at keep on cooking pod DMs on Instagram. But the
0: sauce and. It's just a little creamy. Like, it's just mm. delicious. And was, spicy and, yeah.
1: and sweet. It was a little bit of sweet, too. It was so delicious. So that's Vegan Rica's, uh Indian Kitchen Cookbook. It's so, so good. Um, but we... <laughs> We also did some other stuff today. We made cough drops from scratch. Cough drops. And we made strawberry fizz candies. Attempted to make strawberry yeah, fizz candies. Yeah, we should candies. say that was an attempt. It was an attempt. We'll try again because it was fun. Yeah. But um, there's a little bit of panic as the candy starts to like set and hold and you're trying to like it's twist a lot it of and waiting turn it and the, it. Yep, and yeah, 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 so, yeah. and
0: waiting for the temperature to get to a certain point. Which I'm very impatient. So and then it's, it's very hard for me. He is. He is very impatient. And then it's all of a sudden like, and it's go time. And mm-hmm. you have to add the flavor and this and then pour it into a certain shape like
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. uh so those were from uh if you listen last week we had lagusta year yearwood on of lagusta's luscious mm-hmm. and that book is fantastic i literally can't put it down I'm, I'm carrying it around the house with me i've taken it to work with me twice this week yep. um, but we made the cough drops from it and we made them in little gummy bear shapes and little shapes of bears um and then we made uh the Kate's, it's like Kate's strawberry fizz candies or something. Yeah. And they were tasty. Just, uh, we got to try that several, many more yeah. times. I think it's candy. It's, it can be difficult if you have never done it before. Um, and then today I wanted to make, and you wouldn't let me. <laughs> Because clearly we had enough on our plate. I saw
0: our to-do list. We had enough on our plate.
1: Well, but I... Pun
0: intended. I was
1: uh, looking at notes from this episode and flipping through this current episode we're on with Sierra Siller uh, talking about her book, Vegan Chocolate Treats, 60 Indulgent Sweets to Satisfy Your Inner Chocolate a holic and there is a maraschino cherry cupcake in there uh and this morning when i was looking over notes and getting ready for you and i to chat i was like oh i'm gonna make these real quick because it would be quick that's cool thing about this book everything's quick but david quickly reminded me there's too we got too much we got a lot going on today and we did and we did and it's my day off and i i cook all week long for work so i shouldn't be doing that but i can't help it It was great. We had such a great... We cooked all day together and then we had a beautiful date night. It was delicious. We did. It felt very special because... Well, it felt
0: like we were out at a restaurant yeah because we like
1: plated it up all you put it on like a nice little surface yeah Yeah. Yeah. i mean we played everything but it was a nice oh nice surface that you got us though anyways we we can't talk enough about it it was uh vegan (laughs) rika's indian kitchen cookbook uh super tasty vegan indian food get it get it get it but we're here to talk about today uh like i said sierra siller uh wonderful wonderful david pick up that book right now and do the random flip give us a couple recipes at random here that we can chitty chat 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 about well before i do the
0: flip this cover with that the looks chocolate delicious. cake, it oh. looks super like moist.
1: Okay, ooh, what's all right, that? what did
0: you just look at? I up just opened up this, looks delicious. Crunchy chocolate frosted nut and seed box that
1: looks decadent and delicious. And that look at looks... one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's like nine yeah. ingredients on a one page. I'm telling you, this book, ooh, oh, oh. I know we just talked about just, that, but we
0: just, sorry, uh, this, and people don't understand, we uh, flipped to a peanut butter chocolate cup.
1: Uh, and they look so good. Here's the thing. So uh, she is the founder and creator of the blog and the Instagram, peanutbutterpluschocolate.com. And the picture she does, she's a fantastic photographer. So it really is one of those books where you flip through, there's a picture for every recipe it looks like, and it. It makes you stop and go, oh my gosh, I want to make that. And there's usually like five to ten ingredients and it's one this page. This one has four. And I mean, one of
0: them is sesame seeds for like the top. Right. And it <laughs> looks
1: so good. So, so good. Tasty. Let's give them one more.
0: Oh, well, the, the...
1: The maraschino cherry cupcakes, you land on those.
0: Super cute.
1: Great, great. Oh, those well, we're going to get all into it with her and chat about it. It's Ciara Siller. She is an accomplished actress, photographer, and cookbook author.
0: Yeah, her love of food and photography developed into a career. Uh, She manages her blog, Peanut Butter Plus... Chocolate.com full time. Uh, the blog peanutbutterpluschocolate.com is an indulgent alternative dessert blog with lots of gluten free, dairy free, and vegan recipes. I told you you needed to look
1: at that before I know, we started. right? I still, you guys heard I his still, little <laughs> peanut butter plus chocolate. It's, it's com. a mouthful right there. I love the title of it, but I told him I was like, you gotta because especially when you see it all written down as one, I was like, you gotta look at this before we start talking. Because you can't say peanut butter too fast. Because nope. you got more. You got a peanutbutterpluschocolate.com. <laughs> now I can do it. Uh, no. at peanutbutter pluschocolate.com. You can find healthier versions of your favorite desserts, breakfast recipes, snacks, and a few other things as it is much more expansive and goes beyond just peanut butter and chocolate for sure. Ciara is also an actress for the stage, film, and television. We actually just watched her in a series today uh, when we were cooking and everything. Uh, It's called Your Worst Nightmare and we talked about it a little bit in the episode. It's available, I think we uh, got the episode on Amazon Prime. Uh, The episode Ciara is in is called Do You Love Me? Uh, She was outstanding it really really great yeah, and great. who else she was acting I mean, with your friend and literally
0: her mom was the woman uh, who played her mom the, the woman who played uh her mom was i i did a show with she was my cassie in a chorus
1: line. and what's her name shout out to um, her pamela gold pamela gold pamela gold so uh you can and see and i literally was like wait a second that yes.
0: looks like how funny Small well this world. is
1: like a true crime series it's called your worst nightmare and uh so Pamela Gold and Miss yes. Ciara Siller are both in it on this episode called Do You Love Me. Both outstanding great work from both of them as actors and here to tell us all about her beautiful new book Vegan Chocolate Treats 60 Indulgent Sweets to Satisfy Your Inner Chocoholic, it's Ciara Siller. <laughs> She's here, the peanut butter plus chocolate dream maker. She makes healthier versions of your favorite desserts. It's Ciara Siller. Welcome to Keep On Cooking. How are you doing?
2: Hi, I'm good. How are you?
1: You know, I'm hanging in one day at a time like everyone else, I guess. We're I not...
2: know. We're doing what we can in this time. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Pressure cooker of a world right now. So we're all just getting along. Uh, we'll uh, dive into your icebreaker question here. Looking at classic movies what is a dream type of role for you? You can use an example
2: of a movie or
1: a st- type of role a certain actress has played, that sort of thing.
2: Well, that's a loaded question because I am an actor. So.
1: I know, honey, uh, I did that research. It's, it's a question oh, built okay. just for you. Just,
2: I thought it was just random and I was like, oh man. You're like, and wow. Then, yeah. Um, I don't, I, I'm not going to say a specific movie, but I think my dream role is definitely like a biopic Um, okay Okay. like you know jackie uh monster i like really gritty roles that's usually what i play so something like that boys don't cry oh Um, good okay i love that
1: i love that that's a very dramatic journey for you i'm here for it
2: i love it Um,
1: I i actually watched your demo reel on imdb so this actually lines up so perfectly with that demo reel so i'm here for it it's coming your way we're gonna manifest it Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always like to say I was sort of like Elijah Wood stole my career. I'm like, oh, if only.
2: Um, um, oh, that but I don't
1: think I'm really looking for his roles. I think I'm more of the like 80s St. Elmo's Fire Breakfast Club sort of dreamer for me would be like the bad boy in the ensemble, okay. the very the very troubled person, like Ali Sheedy or Dem- Demi Moore or uh, Judd Nelson type of roles from the 80s.
2: Anything from the 80s, honestly, that the film's. From the 80s are the best.
1: Yeah, exactly. And if we switch gears, see, yeah. I am i used to be a musical theater actor. Oh. Um, I would. My dream role, and that would be any female-driven musical, I'd want to be Mama Rose and Gypsy all the way. Have you ever done musicals or or the stage or anything like that? Any dream roles in that arena?
2: Um, I've done a lot of theater. In fact, my dream role was uh, to do Cat on a Hudson roof. And I did, two years ago, I did a run of it. So I can't yes. Like, yes, and it was so much fun to play Maggie. Um, but musical theater I'm just not blessed in that area. <laughs> it's like that's the worst thing is to be an actor and you just like, you just can't sing and dance. It's horrible.
1: <laughs> it's listen, try being in it and you're kind of like I'm a mover, like and like I can pick stuff up, I'm good. But then when you're like suddenly around everybody who's high-kicking and squirping and, and chirping at the same really time,
2: good.
1: Oh, my God. oh my gosh, it's so much happening. But you guys, everyone, listeners, you heard it right, Ciara is an accomplished actress. Go check out her uh, reel on uh, IMDb and see her list of credits there. We're going to focus on her cookbook today, but of course you can see everything she's done as an actress. Um,
2: yeah.
1: or do you prefer actor, actress?
2: Not, you know, it's never really bothered me. I think I'd yes. probably say actor more, but it's never, it's never well, she's bothered me.
1: A, an accomplished actor. There you go. Thank so, you. Uh, from what I gather, you split your time between L.A. and then you're near me here in Tucker, Georgia. I don't know if you're here now, but I'm in Atlanta. So,
2: oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, we. Yeah. Well, I moved from L.A. to Atlanta about. Uh, two years ago now. So, and, and since the pandemic, obviously I haven't been going back to LA, but for a while I had a lot of clients in LA. So I was flying back for photo shoots pretty often. Um, and it kind of dwindled down the last, I'd probably the last year. Um, and definitely since the pandemic, but yeah, we're in Tucker. So not too far at all.
1: Yeah, not too far at all. I just moved to Atlanta after 20 years in New York. So I just moved here about a year ago. Are you
2: originally from Atlanta or why'd you come to Atlanta? Not at
1: all. My husband had, um, he's in musical theater as well. And he lived here once upon a time for a few years and had some theater connections here. And we were just kind of looking to get out of the New York hustle. And he was like, why don't we give it a shot in Atlanta? So here we are. We ended up here.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah, Yeah. I, I really like it. I'm glad we came out here too.
1: I've only been, I went to, I've been to Tucker to go to a cake supply store. There's a cake supply store oh. there, right? Am I crazy?
2: I don't know. I've only been living in Tucker since March. Okay. And so, it's oh, so you a, probably
1: haven't gone anywhere in Tucker because no, in March exactly is when we not. stopped doing everything. Yeah. Uh, so you weren't born and raised here at all. Where, where'd you grow up then?
2: Nevada, actually. I'm, I'm all like, right. Yeah. Boulder City, Nevada, which if you know where the Hoover Dam is, it's, it's kind of that city that sits right there on the Hoover Dam.
1: Okay. And when did all of this chocolate and cooking become part of your life?
2: You no, know, I moved to to be an actor and it, I've always been a baker. That's always been my thing. And then I, you know, like there's that stigma to, you know, be thin and look good all the time sure. like in LA. Of like- yeah. And so I was always like feeling that pressure, um, and i would eat a lot of sweets <laughs> so it was like this really hard balance for me i didn't want to give it up so i did start like a um my instagram i just started like posting ways i was making my desserts healthier and i think i literally started by making like banana pancakes like bananas and um like protein powder or something right and making these really awful pancakes out of them
1: (laughs) i've done the same
2: actually (laughs) we've all been there
1: yeah uh uh-huh uh huh. you would be like surely i'm just gonna put this protein powder in and it's gonna be fantastic it's It's gonna be be fine
2: it's gonna be fine (laughs) yeah um and then it really just kind of took off from there and people were really interested in the recipe they're like oh where'd you get that this is when instagram first started so it yeah you know, it was a lot easier and people really cared back then. Like to they wanted the recipe and they wanted to follow people. They didn't know like that. Sure. And we, with my like really bad iPhone photos and really bad filters and stuff. Um, and it kind of quickly took off. And from there, it's just like, a ste- like just kind of steamrolled into something else. It's, it's <sighs> so weird. The journey to me, I like looking back, I'm like, how did I get here? I never yeah, meant I- for any of this to happen.
1: Was it always peanut butter plus chocolate or did you start out with a different name or did um, it evolve from something?
2: I think, I, I think for like a month I had a different name that was like, had fitness in it or something. I don't know. Okay, But from early on, it was always peanut butter plus chocolate. And I almost regret it now. I always kind of wish I had something like a little cooler, like ambitious kitchen. Like I love her name, you know, and some people have like really well thought out names
1: i like peanut butter but chocolate but do you feel like are you thinking too like at this point you're like oh people are just looking for peanut butter and chocolate and you're like that- i want to do more are you feeling that sort of thing
2: yeah and i don't do just peanut butter and chocolate right of course of course i get a lot i do it's weird i get a lot of comments of like uh this doesn't have chocolate in it i'm like oh i know it's, a, uh, it's like uh, a lemon uh, so, yeah it doesn't have chocolate in it um Yeah. It's really weird. So.
1: Oh my goodness. People you're like, you got, it's just a name, everyone. It's a, it's a name on Instagram. Like I can do more.
2: Yeah, exactly. So I, anyone listening that's starting like an IG account or a food blog, like really think about what you want your name to be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I still like your name and people can (laughs) ask you where the chocolate is, but I will, I will dive into some lemon scones and I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, when we think about cookbooks, what do you remember what your first vegan cookbook was that you owned
2: and cooked from? No. I can't <laughs> even tell. You know, I'm not a cookbook person. Okay. I've, all right. I've always I have a ton because I people send me cookbooks all the time and I'm always sure. like supporting other food bloggers. But I I can't even tell you the last time I cooked from one, I'm really just like a blog person. I've always um you know, just Pinterest. And and if I, it's a photo that really gets me. If a photo looks good, I'm like, I need to make that. So I'm a very visual person. It's always been like that.
1: Have you had a favorite blog that you ran out and got the cookbook when they released a cookbook then something of that nature?
2: Um, I did get half big harvest (laughs) hers, but all all of my blogger friends, I always purchased all of theirs if they didn't already send it to me. Um, so I have quite a few but they're not, um, yeah, they're all, they're, they're all my friends too. That sounds so terrible. I hope, I hope no, you're busy doing so your hard. thing, but I'm, yeah. I'm always creating recipes and stuff. So I don't have a lot of time to bake for fun, I guess. I totally mm-hmm. got it.
1: I do totally know. One of the reasons I actually started this podcast was to get back to cooking from other people's books. Um, oh. and it's, I find so much joy when I finally get to like put my stuff down and I get to turn over to someone's book. Like your book, for example, which I did a few things out of last week. Let's get to the food of it and your book, Vegan Chocolate Treats, 60 Indulgent Sweets to Satisfy Your Inner Chocoholic. This book is an extension of the popular blog, Peanut Butter Plus Chocolate. So in the beginning there, I, I'm assuming we're saying it's not all chocolate. Obviously, it's not all peanut butter. But in the beginning with peanut butter and chocolate, what were you focusing on? primarily peanut
2: butter and chocolate from the get in the beginning or no? No, it never, it was never that. (laughs) (laughs) And never at all. It was just like, I really like peanut butter and chocolate. And I just thought it was like kind of catchy. And I was talking, when I was getting my domain, I remember talking to like someone at GoDaddy, like on the phone. And they were like, that's a really good domain. You need to get that. And so I think that also is kind of what
1: pushed you along yeah
2: because they're like that could be like a really popular one that people would want um you know if they're just going to like peanut com, years could come up or i don't know so um i was like cool i guess i'll just stick with this and do this um so yeah it's never ever been just peanut butter and chocolate in fact i don't even that's not funny though that many peanut butter and chocolate recipes. I actually like well, almond it's... butter more, <laughs>
1: if I'm honest. Well, And we're going to get to that because I made some of your almond almond uh, swirl brownies. But it's so interesting to me that I thought for sure that it definitely started with peanut butter and chocolate and it's just sort of gotten more expansive. But that's so interesting <laughs> to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, this book is like, it's sort of like opening a door to a chocolate shop when you open it up. The first chapter is chocolate with a side of cookie. Uh, first off the bat, uh, I made the copycat Levan chocolate chip cookies because I like, I said I was in New York for 20 years I had actually never oh. had the cookie but I did call my friend Joanna who's had it many several times um, she loves that cookie it's her treat when she's having a rough day I can't count the times we met in Bryant Park and she had a little bag with her um, so I was I was excited to talk to her and I showed her pictures and broke it open and it didn't disappoint. So tell us why, tell the listeners why you created this the vegan way, recreated it the vegan way.
2: Hi, it's one of my favorite cookies too, and every time I've been to New York, I've always had to go get one. Um, and I wanted to create a vegan version of it because uh, I, you know, like in if you go to New York, you can't get a vegan version of it. Um, so I, I wouldn't say it's there i love the cookie but i still i think i would still prefer the new york one if i wasn't going to have a vegan cookie if i you know if i had to but um it it holds up i think it's definitely got that that what i love about that cookie it's so so thick it's like I don't even? Yeah, know it was how I definitely it. thick, it's like definitely thick. When you see it, you're like, oh my gosh, can I even eat that? It's well, it's so- almost it's like a domed
1: cookie. And I definitely yeah. I took it into my crew at uh, work and they threw down on them. They loved them. So you got a, a round of approval from there. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and we've got the most amazing chocolate sugar cookies in here too. What makes them the most amazing?
2: A chocolate on chocolate. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're so soft. They literally melt in your mouth. I made a version of these just that were not chocolate on my blog and they're really popular. And I was even, I remember taking the first bite and I was like, Oh my God, these are really (laughs) good. Um, (laughs) And then, so I knew when, uh, you know, I was doing a chocolate cookbook that I had to have a chocolate version of those. They, they're just so soft. It's really crazy.
1: I love a soft cookie. Like it makes me so happy.
2: Yeah, almost similar to those ones that you remember like you'd get in the grocery store that mm-hmm. just those ugh, those like classic the loft American house cookies, cookies, like yeah. the ones the with the frosting house. are you talking about? Yeah,
1: I did a, a recipe for VegNews uh, of soft batch sugar cookies that were a uh, veganized version of that. Um, and it gets posted every year around like National Cookie Day or something. And I would love to, I need to go back and like redo it because there's a bunch of things I would do different now. But um, I, I know exactly, those soft cookies, There's some, it's like a pillowy little like puff of heaven when you bite into it. It's yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. So and good. then if you eat like too many, you're like, Oh God. Oh yeah. And it's easy to do.
1: Cause it's so addictive. You're like, Oh yeah, this is going down easy. Then suddenly you're like, Oh God, I overdid it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. I would love to try your version. If you could send me the link.
1: Oh my God. Let's work on a better version together. Maybe it's one of those <laughs> recipes where you look back. I'm sure you have those where you're yes. like, I would do a few things. different.
2: Oh yeah. Times. It's always like a learning. Like actually, anything, from like two years or more on my blog, like I try not to look at it. I'm like, yeah,
1: oh exactly. And I think this one might have been like four years ago, so I'm definitely at a point where, yeah, I mean, I sat down to redo them last year, and I just didn't like have the time to actually flesh it out. I need to redo it. There's just like one too many steps in the original one I did, so that's fine. We'll get there when I redo it. I'm I'm all in. I will send it to you. 100%. Yes, I would love that. <laughs> now, what's a favorite cookie of yours from this chapter?
2: Okay, this is gonna be a little cliche, but the classic chocolate chip cookies are my favorite. They, they're just, I like, I'm simple girl. I really just like classic chocolate chip cookies.
1: I <laughs> think that's great. I love me a classic chocolate chip cookie too. I don't think that's a bad answer at all. Okay.
2: So I'm going to, yeah, I'm definitely going to say that. I think they, they, they're, they're really good. And everyone I've ever given them to, I never tell them that they're vegan. And it's probably the one recipe I make over and over and over and over. I've no one ever knows they're vegan.
1: <laughs> they're
2: always so surprised. I and mean, you just like can't taste the flax meal in it. They're just so- Sure. I will say that
1: about this book too. That'd be a great book. This is a great book to make treats out of. I mean, you can always win a non-vegan's over vegans heart over with, you know, baked goods and all that. But this is a great one to sort of dive into and take treats to people who are not vegan for sure.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: And we're moving into the brownies. Brownies, fudge, and bars, oh my chapter. I made two bars from this chapter, the almond butter swirl brownies and the no-bake dark chocolate peanut butter bars. Both were so, so easy. Y'all, these recipes couldn't have been easier. I can't, I can't stress that enough. Um, and I got to tell you, I made the almond swirl brownies because my husband and I were watching The Great British Bake Off
2: <laughs> and
1: there was a brownie episode. Did you see it? It was in the last couple of weeks. Do you watch it?
2: No, I do watch it. I haven't watched... This last season, but I really do love that show. I mean,
1: I don't want to ruin it for you, but it was a brownie episode and mm-hmm. every single one of them crashed. All of them were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe, like, they were all looking at each other like, we're all failing miserably at making a brownie right now. Really? And it, it was kind of because all of them were trying, they were trying to, I don't think they had to do anything special to it, but all of them were trying to create like, a, oh, well, it's going to be special because it has this. Of course, like you're on TV, like why not, right? Yeah. Yeah nobody was making like a classic brownie and they were all sort of looking for that, you know, crackle on the top and the, the, the fudgy in the middle and not nobody accomplishment. It It was crazy. So I needed to make brownies after I watched this and um, this recipe came to the rescue. Uh, It's, it was so good. It's, it's got, you know, this is different than a traditional brownie. I think someone would have done very well in the great British bake off with this, but you know, we have the, the brownie mixture, but then on top of it, we've got the chocolate and the almond butter. It was so delicious. And I took those into uh, work as well. And everybody swooned over them. I will say I had one that was in the fridge and it was in there for like a week in a little container. I didn't know it was there. I found it the other day. <laughs> after like a week, it was like even better. I was like, this got just so much better. It was delicious.
2: Really? Yeah, I love so that, like a cookie or like a brownie if you underbake it a little and then you let it chill in the refrigerator for a day and it gets like that gooey kind of turns into fudge.
1: Exactly. So yeah. so good. And again, everyone, those no-bake dark chocolate peanut butter bars also delicious and super easy. Uh, tell us about the delicious walnut fudge in this chapter. Vegans always want to get their hands oh. on a fudge recipe.
2: This one is so easy. It's so, so easy because... I use sweetened condensed milk in it and uh, like a coconut version mm-hmm. and it's, you just like <laughs> stir it all together and chill it. It's really that simple.
1: I feel like, I mean, again, I only made like the three from here, but I feel like several of the recipes in this might have that sort of approach to it, which people love. So it's, yeah. a, it's a, there's a very, um. do you know who Fran Costigan is? No. So she has an amazing vegan chocolate book out and it's fantastic. And some of the recipes are very approachable, but there's so like she's been doing it for a long time and she was a pastry chef at all these places. And oh. like, so some of the recipes get a little involved for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and they're worth it and they're delicious when you get to the end game. But sometimes I want, I want a book like this where I can literally turn the page and be like, oh, I want to make that. Ooh, I want to make that. Oh, but wait. Oh, I don't know which one I'm going to make first. Oh, well, they both look like they're very easy. You know, so it's a, it's a refreshing uh, placement for a chocolate book for us in this world in the vegan world.
2: That was actually something that we were talking about me and the editor when we were trying to figure out what direction we wanted to go in with the book. We wanted to keep it simple enough that I, you didn't even have to use like a KitchenAid mixer or anything like that. Like you just had to have like a small hand mixer at most. Um, so I really did try and keep these as simple as I could. Um, I don't think I even use yeast in here.
1: <laughs> I love that. I mean, mission accomplished. And that's chocolate can already be so scary as it is because like if you're melting chocolate and dealing with it and, and getting messy, it's like you're already sort of like a little intimidated from the get go with it. Yeah. So with this, I feel you kind of take that away, which is really great for us.
2: Okay. And
1: the next chapter is have your cake and pie. Wait, have your cake and pie it too. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, wait, I think I got that right. Um, The pretzel crusted chocolate strawberry tart is like, look at me, look at me when I I look at the table of contents. Tell us about this tart.
2: Oh my God. Well, the... I love pretzel crusted anything, so I knew I hadn't hadn't done much stuff like that on the blog. But I tested a lot of recipes that had pretzel like crust, and I just fell in love with it. I was like, yeah, Mm. I have to add a pretzel crust to everything I do for the rest of my life. Like I
1: I mean, for real though, right? It's it's you're so right. You're so right. You're so right.
2: I did a vegan pretzel crusted pumpkin pie on my blog, and it's Uh. so. And it's super easy, too. It's with the coconut condensed milk, I'm pretty sure.
1: Nice.
2: It's so, so good. Um, and I think that's kind of what prompted me. I've just been obsessed with pretzel crust ever since. Um, and and strawberry really goes really well with it. Chocolate, strawberry, pretzel. You can't really get that. That's what And it was really it's, simple.
1: Yeah, it's Again. like screaming out to me when I look at that yeah. table of contents. The pretzel crusted chocolate strawberry tart. That might be my next one out of this book. I feel like this is a good one too. Like, I mean, I already said it, you can make stuff for non-vegans, but you're setting people up for success on like holiday endeavors with this to like take things to like parties and stuff, which
2: is really fun. Actually that walnut fudge you we were just talking about, it's like, you can send it in the mail and it, it goes just fine. I actually sent it across Stop. the country to my best friend who's vegan. She lives in Texas. So, I sent it to her and it got there just fine. It didn't like melt or anything. It totally wow. The structure.
1: Yeah. That's great. That's so great. Oh, look at everybody. You can mail goodies to your friends too. Yeah. That's always a plus. Uh, what's a favorite cake or, or, and a favorite pie that you have in this chapter? Give us a cake and a pie.
2: Okay. Let's see. Um, I mean, the tart we just talked about is definitely up there. Um, I also really love the chocolate cream pie. I love chocolate. Well, obviously that's, um that's a given I don't even know why I said that um
1: could you imagine if you're like I think chocolate's the most terrible thing in the world I'd be like great this interview's (laughs) over
2: yeah yeah um so I'm gonna say the chocolate cream pie is definitely one of my favorites in there for that the 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 crepe cake is fun and it's Mm. easy because there's like no you don't turn the oven or anything it's such a different kind of cake it's definitely not like a (laughs) traditional cake or anything. So have to go into it with like a, a different opinion, <laughs> you know, it doesn't taste like a regular cake.
1: Well, and that's the, it's on the, um, dedicate, that's the one on the dedication page, right? There's a picture of it on the dedication page. I feel like, am I wrong?
2: Um, I think you're right. Um, and,
1: my husband, David was like flipping through here and he's like, when are you making that one? And I was like, okay, I know what to make next. <laughs> but I was like, you also know how to follow a recipe. So you could also surprise me.
2: Yes. Is your I'm husband like, also vegan?
1: Yeah, he is. He is. And he likes to get in the kitchen and he likes to cook, but um, you know, there, he, there's rarely ever time or space for him to get in there. Cause I take up so much room in there cause it's an office. You know how that goes.
2: Oh yeah. I know. Yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, And what candies and other goodies is our next chapter. Are there any recipes in this chapter that have been in your repertoire forever that you just knew would end up in the book? Anything that's been around for a long time? You're like, that definitely has to go in the book.
2: Yeah, definitely. So the turtle candy casters are so good. I also really Mm. love making vegan caramel sauce or caramel in general. It's so good. So I love those. They're really simple again. I'm a simple person.
1: Hey, I hear you.
2: Those are the peanut butter cups are great. I've oh, I've peanut butter cups are probably one of the first things I started to make because they are so simple. You can't really screw them up. Um, the salty caramel chocolate truffles. Those are also really <laughs> good, which I use dates for the that caramel. Oh nice. Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: I love me a good date caramel. I just oh, started yes. doing that a few months ago. I love it, love it, love it. Oh,
2: oh yeah, so you would love the millionaire bars too. There's, I just love date caramel too. It's so good.
1: It's so good. I really hadn't. Um, Jail Fields had a baking book come out this last year, and it had date caramel in it. And I was like, oh, and it looks super simple. And I made it, and I was so pleased with it.
2: Yeah, it's delicious, and it holds its texture mm-hmm. um, differently. You know, when you make if you make it from like a coconut milk it's just it doesn't always like hold that like thick caramel sure. like you would use for candy so the date caramel always works really well in candy recipes
1: well and i'm gonna shout out the chocolate dip churros from this chapter that mm-hmm. i'm saying right now hello yes.
2: those mm-hmm. i would probably say might be the hardest recipe in this book to make uh you know with boiling and i've only just realized that it's so hard as a baker like to me i don't i don't remember what is difficult and what's not, you know? No, because you're
1: just doing and creating. Yeah. yeah. So,
2: and you're so used to baking that things that seem so simple to you might be so difficult to someone who's not a baker. And um, I had a few people already are having a hard time trying to get the temperature of the, of the oil right to deep fry these. So that is definitely something to, you definitely need a thermometer if you're going to be making these. I, I don't
1: well think i mean one that. little you know a trick a tricky little thing in the recipe y'all i'll give you a tip on dustin's dish at the end follow till the end i got some stuff so you can check your temperature without a thermometer we do Ooh,
2: like- i would love to know how to do that yeah well then i'll just say it right now so yeah. you can
1: stick a wooden spoon into your oil and if it bubbles up around it um then you've got you're ready to go. You're fine. A little wooden spoon at the bottom, or you can just drop a little thing of uh, a little thing of dough in, it, and if it bubbles, floats to the top, you're good to go.
2: Oh wow! Do you always easy peasy? Do you ever do? you always like not use a thermometer when you're when you're frying. I use one, but I've, there've been times
1: when I don't, like, right, at the moment right now when I'm saying this, I don't know where my thermometer is because I haven't fried in a long time. So if I did yeah. I probably wouldn't dig around for it. And these were things that I tested with my last book because there was a lot of frying in it, which mm-hmm. surprised me when I was writing it towards the end. I was like, gosh, there's like a few recipes in here that fry. Um, so my, the people, the testers in that I was working with at the time, we were coming up with alternative methods if we did not have a thermometer. So we tested these ones out.
2: Oh, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. definitely. So
1: if someone DMs you with something and says, "Oh my gosh, I can't figure it out," be like, "Just drop a little thing of batter in, and when it bubbles to the top, you're good to go. Uh, If it drops in and sinks, you're not ready to go yet.
2: You know, that's
1: sort of moderating the temperature after that, right? You're trying to yeah, it's always you always have
2: to keep an eye on it. Yeah. But it's all good.
1: They can figure it out. It's worth it to get to the chocolate dip churro part, everybody, for sure. Yes. It's so (laughs) good.
2: Yeah, once you get to it. These candies and
1: other goodies, this chapter has something for everyone, even ice cream in here. So, I mean, you really do uh, make sure there's uh, goodies in there for everybody. What kind of ice creams do you have?
2: I have uh, just one ice cream in this book. Great. And yeah, it's a chocolate one, of course, Um, like a rocky road. Oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. It's super creamy, really easy to make. You don't need, you know, an ice cream maker or anything like that. Um, just made with sweetened condensed milk. And yeah, you know, you put it to stir it together and then freeze it. It's pretty simple.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Sim- simple. Straight to the point. No ice cream maker. Everybody always loves that. And now I- we're at the, <laughs> right? No kidding. No kidding. Uh, and we're at the snack attack chapter. What sort of snack attacks do you have and what recipes have you created for this book to satiate said snack attacks?
2: My favorite is the blueberry energy bites because a chocolate and blueberries, just not like a flavor combination that you see very often. And I remember my first job Was at Starbucks, and we they it was like in two thousand and six or something, and they were selling these chocolate covered blueberries, and I'd never tried it before until then, and I couldn't believe that how how well that flavor combination you know goes together. So I've always thought about it um, since then, and um, just trying to think of different things to put in the books, something that you're not going to see all the time. So that was a something that I knew had to come in here and it was it turned out really well I really love that that uh it's like no bake too so oh perfect simple yeah
1: Perfect. So that's good too. If you're feeling like, Ooh, I'm going to have a little snack attack in a bit after I sit down to put those in the fridge, let them chill a bit. And you come back to them maybe for a little intermish from your movie. Uh, Now, listen, my favorite thing about the morning after my birthday is cake for breakfast. Okay. It's almost more important to me than cake on my birthday. So I love, love, love that you added a chapter called chocolate for breakfast. You better believe I'll be making up this uh, decadent chocolate, hazelnut stuffed French toast. Come on now with that. And the, uh, it's it's just amazing. And peanut butter swirled chocolate muffins. But what about you? What are a couple chocolate items from this chapter you love to serve up for breakfast?
2: The banana chocolate chip pancakes are a classic. Obviously, I've been making them since the beginning. Um, but these are like an elevated version. No, no protein powder in these. <laughs> um, um, but they're the the banana isn't like a strong taste. You you probably had banana pancakes, so yeah, yeah. Really, just adds um, a moisture, if anything. For me, I realize I really like, I really love adding bananas to my pancakes. Um, so that's definitely one of my favorites. Of course, the hazelnut stuff, French toast. If you're feeling like getting a little crazy, a little extra. Oh yeah, happy. if you're going for it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my favorite is probably the chocolate. Strawberry scones, I have a dairy-free version of these, which I originally made on my blog. They were like gluten-free and dairy-free, and they were so popular. I couldn't believe how good they were, honestly. That And that is a recipe I make pretty often. And so I knew I had to make like a vegan version of those, which wasn't that hard to do, actually. So these turned out, they taste just like my other ones, and they're vegan. And so now I make these ones all the time. But I still, like just enough chocolate. It's not overdone. Um, so you get a little bit of chocolate, but still, you know, if it's, <laughs> you're eating these in the morning, you're not like overdoing it with chocolate.
1: Chocolate for breakfast. So good. Good chapter name. I love that one. That's what I wanted to
2: name the book, actually.
1: Oh! You know, that's become one of my... It's slowly becoming one, because you're maybe the second or third person to bring that up, that I, I should just have a whole conversation about, like, what did you really want to name the book? Because it's always... That's always a thing, you know, we it's people don't really understand dear listeners what we give up when we work with a publisher sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's great <laughs> because it's a collaboration. Sometimes you you know, for me I get excited because a lot of things come out of it that I either didn't think of, or, you know, it just goes in like a, a direction that I didn't necessarily see. Sometimes that is a positive thing. So I'm here for the collaboration, but sometimes there's those bits and pieces where you have to pick and pick and choose your battles and give up on yeah. this through that.
2: And I understand why they didn't want anyone to think that it's all breakfast food. Oh or yeah, anything like that. So I understand, but now I'm like, maybe I shouldn't need my blog that too. That would probably- It's a good one. Place. Yeah, there you go. If it's anyone's good. starting a blog, there you go. You
1: Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> just giving it up. Chocolate for breakfast, it's done.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, Ciara, you have really outdone yourself with this book. It's beautiful. The recipes are easy and approachable. You should really be proud of this collection of- uh, all of those recipes and photographs. So good. Drooling when your publisher sent this, this book to me, page after page. Thank you for being such a lover of chocolate and sharing your love with us. This is the part where we get to the book brag section. Book brag. Can you tell us something you're most proud of or something that's come about because of this book that you're most proud of? It's your moment to brag. Humble brag. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, I think for me with the book, it's the photography part too. I'm just so, it's just so crazy to have something so tangible in my hand. that I created like 100% the photography part, the, the recipes, like everything. Um, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I'm like so proud of myself. Uh, I can't, I honestly can't believe I did it. Cause during when I was making this, there, there were so many nights where I just broke down in tears and I was having, you know, mental breakdowns every day yeah. I had to have it, you know, like my deadlines were coming up. And all I wanted was it just everything to be over. It's <laughs> right, like, just yes, right. want the book to be here. And now that it's here, I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have just enjoyed that time a little bit more, but I'm just, I can't believe that it's like a blur. I can't, I don't even remember shooting these <laughs> recipes. Like some of it, it's crazy.
1: It all, Some. it happens so fast. You have everything to be proud of, but know that you're not the only one who's had that moment. Like it's, it's, it's that thing where you look back and you're like gosh, I wish I would have slowed down, but you can't slow down. You're hitting deadlines and you're doing the thing, you know. Yeah, uh, gotta get it done. And it really is, this is 100% you in this book and the photos are stunning. Now you weren't you have not been a photographer all this time. You you started and maybe I'm wrong, but was it a couple of years ago with the food or when you started the Instagram? When did you actually start to get into the photography since since you brought that up and it is something to be so proud of with this book and beautiful photos. So when did you get started in the photography?
2: Uh, I I was really interested from the beginning, like I was immediately like trying to find my best light and trying to get the best photos I could. And I think within a year or two, I bought a used camera on eBay and just started teaching myself. Um, and now I work full time as a commercial food photographer. So, yes. yeah, um, so I'm I'd like that, that in the blog is all I do. Um, yeah. So I, it's really weird how, i know, just kind of, happened you know I never had an interest in photography before
1: wow that's that's amazing the universe the universe was yeah. saying hey 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 hey, get this camera hey hey yeah
2: like who knew like my love for desserts would turn into a career I
1: yeah and like, do you find that you really love photography
2: yes I really love that's f- good food photography. I sure. thought for like, there was like a hot minute last summer where I was like, I think I want to be a wildlife photographer. And then I went to Indonesia to take photos of orangutans. And then immediately was like, no, this is not wow. what I want to do. I cannot be in the jungle. Like I can't be like wow. by mosquitoes and like just sitting around waiting for orangutans to like come out of the trees. It was just not. What I but you can't say you
1: didn't go try and find out if you did really want it. That's for yes. sure. Yes. Exactly. That's great. Yeah, I love that. That's some spirit in that situation. That's <laughs> yes. good. Uh, well, we're going to move into your Baker's Dozen rapid fire of questions. Are you oh, ready? I,
2: oh, gosh. Okay. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are you binge watching right now?
2: <laughs> um, Bly Manor. The Haunting of Bly Manor. So oh, and we're- Schitt's Creek. Those two. Oh, uh,
1: what season are you on on Schitt's Creek?
2: <gasps> Season four.
1: Oh, when did you start watching it? How fast have you watched it?
2: I started watching it like three weeks ago.
1: Oh, I, I, trust, believe, I totally. We watched it now all twice, all the way through.
2: Um, I love it,
1: Yeah, we love it so much. We saw the Shits uh, Shits Creek Tour live in New York last year when they came through. What
2: so is a Shits uh, Creek Tour? What?
1: It was. It was. It was Dan. It was Eugene. It was Catherine. It was what's her name. Oh annie then and then and, the yeah. actress um, now i feel bad i knew their names but uh, who stevie she was there and then patrick as well
2: oh, and what did so they great. just like a Q&A? Sat,
1: yeah they sat and they talked for like an hour and then they did a q a for like a half hour and then of course patrick sang simply the best <gasps> the
2: oh my gosh i'm getting married next year and i like snuck that song into our wedding songs
1: yes and congratulations <laughs> yeah. congratulations that's amazing it was so funny we got married last year and we were like can we use that should we use-? and we, we had other so we were like no it feels a little like for us to like we were gonna dance to it we were like no no we're not gonna do that like <laughs> it, it, we felt like it was just too easy we were like it's too easy it's right noah reed that's his name noah reed Oh because yeah. uh, he's got an album out too we actually had tickets to go see him in concert uh, <laughs> a couple months ago here in atlanta and it it got canceled
2: obviously oh my gosh i had no idea i just like downloaded the song on spotify or whatever or liked it yes um and i know i did notice that there was like some other stuff by him but that's crazy i had no idea
1: yeah you'll have to do your and, and on uh hunt bligh what is the, the one you're haunt,
2: watching the haunting of Bly manor
1: we're on hill house right now so Ooh. we're just in the so you and i are on the same tv situation that's oh. that's my whole point here that's
2: great so <laughs> wow, the, i think we we have good taste
1: Yes, exactly, exactly, and we'll keep going with your rapid fire now. I will not interrupt. Maybe <laughs> I won't interrupt.
2: Uh,
1: so, food on a skewer or a tiny spoon?
2: Uh uh-huh. I. Oh, I guess it's a skewer.
1: Well, huh? <laughs> Is that your final answer? There's hesitation here. Spoon. <laughs> you know, some if there's a place that wants to get all fancy and give you like, oh. here's an amuse bouche on a tiny spoon.
2: Oh yeah, no, skewer. Give it to me. skewer.
1: <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Uh favorite kitchen tool.
2: Ooh. Um oh, gosh. I don't know. I just just like my my like my, my hand mixer. Just like a little hand mixer.
1: Oh, that's great. And let's get personal. What's on your nightstand right now?
2: Um a water bottle and that. Uh oh, a watch. Okay, like my right. Fitbit watch that's probably Perfect. it
1: fitness and hydration i love it mm-hmm. uh favorite sauce on pasta
2: i love pasta um you said favorite What? Th- like what my yeah, thoughts like are. favorite sauce to put oh, on your pasta sauce. oh i thought you said my favorite thoughts <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> and you were like i love it like that's great right i that's was my like favorite oh.
2: one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Oh yeah. Just like traditional, like, uh, you know, tomato sauce. That's so (laughs) boring. Oh my God. No, not at all. I I hear you. Me realize how boring I am. (laughs)
1: Listen, I would eat dinner with you anytime. It's right up my alley. Uh, (laughs) when we go to, uh, when we think of a go-to COVID snack when in isolation, what's like a snack that's been a go-to?
2: A cookie. I've been making single serve cookies. I'm oh surprised. yeah oh you should try this either. they're vegan single-serve cookies on my blog and they're to die for
1: oh my god I don't know if I should try that because I'll be like oh well that's easy I can just do that really quick like I'm, I'm they're not
2: really single-serve though they're like the size of your head they're huge oh they're it's like, like a, a big single serve. Cookie. okay <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's all right it's a brilliant idea I'm just I, I would eat the entire thing uh what is your favorite yeah. kind of chocolate <laughs> combination
2: um, I, I think I've been really into chocolate and mint.
1: Mm, yeah. Classic, classic, classic. I know you Fantastic. were
2: like expecting me to say chocolate and peanut butter, but I feel a little, I'm a little <laughs> over it.
1: I'm being honest. It's so funny. I wasn't. But now that you said that, I'm like, I can't believe she didn't say chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah. Not that. That's not chocolate really and mint. Much.
1: That's another classic. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Uh, favorite spice to cook with.
2: Oh, garlic powder. Mm-hmm. I put garlic powder on everything. Like my my fiance and I have been we we put it on pizzas. We literally put it on everything.
1: Because it's delicious and it it's makes everything delicious. Yeah, I get it.
2: It will fix anything.
1: <laughs> Favorite vegetable and why?
2: Um Brussels sprouts probably or carrot. I've been really into roasting carrots lately. Mm, um, just
1: roast the Brussels sprouts and carrots together. Good to go.
2: Yes, yes.
1: Now, a celebrity you would send a gift basket of items crafted from vegan chocolate treats to?
2: Leonardo DiCaprio.
1: Oh, done and easy. Or, she knows that
2: ooh, one. or Joaquin Phoenix.
1: We'll send them to both. Why not? Yeah, Why not? Yeah. A TV game show you think you would excel at? <sighs>
2: None. I am so bad under pressure. (laughs) Honestly, like I'm so bad. Like when we play like charades or anything, I'm like screaming and yelling, and like I get frustrated. I I just I can't play that stuff. I get too. I always
1: (laughs) think I'm gonna be. I think I'm gonna be amazing, and like I I go in with enthusiasm, and then I'm not so great, and then I just start (laughs) to like lose steam after a half hour. Usually,
2: I'm I'm the same. Like I'm like just I let me go get a glass of wine. Like I can't.
1: Yeah. Like does anyone want to do anything else? Like try a different game? Maybe like go fish. I could be really good at that.
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm not a competitive person. So, and, uh, and I just get like frustrated.
1: Yeah. Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. I understand. What's your most used emoji?
2: Oh. um, It's probably like the orange heart. I think. Or nice. like the hard eyes. I'm always like oh. commenting on Instagram. And I always, that's, Those are the two I always use.
1: Is your orange heart like your signature heart?
2: I think so. It's Because I use the
1: green heart. I always use the green heart, so I'm feeling you on this.
2: Oh, okay, good. Yeah, it's always the orange or sometimes the yellow, but I'm like, it's kind of fall, so I've been using orange.
1: Oh, I got it. Okay. (laughs) And your final one, as a child, what did you want to be when you grew up?
2: I wanted to be an actor, or before that, I guess, I wanted to be a primatologist, a, a study primates. Like Jane Goodall. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, which is why I wanted to go to Indonesia. Sh- I Indonesia. was like, "Wow, that all connects." Now I see. Yes. yes. So okay, um Yeah, it was like an actor, or that, and then I I'm dyslexic, and I just I just could never do that much schooling, so <laughs> I decided to be an actor instead.
1: I, yeah, I'm. I'm not great when it comes to a lot of schooling either. Yeah. Now, Everyone, be sure to check out Ciara's IMDb page, like I told you. Ciara Siller, check her out there. I'm a little jealous because some of the clips on your reel looked like you were starring in sort of like was there one that's like a horror film?
2: I just did the um, the season premiere. You can watch on Hulu. It came out like two weeks, three weeks ago of Your Worst Nightmare. So I uh, I starred in that episode.
1: Is that the one? Is that what's on the reel where you're like you get a you you call the police?
2: Oh, that one with the eighties kind of. No, that was a short film that I did. That I actually wrote with some friends, and we we produced it and shot it and everything. It was so much fun.
1: Um, oh, I love it! I just have a dream of like being in a horror movie and running from a killer, and 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 yeah, I I, I don't want to survive. I want to I want to put up a decent fight, but not like oh yeah, t- I just it's too much pressure to be the survivor in a horror movie. <laughs>
2: right? <laughs> yeah. My gosh. I just like, did one where I I did survive, but I was stabbed 22 times.
1: See, that's what I mean.
2: They survived, but then they always went through, like, the craziest stuff to, like... You know, it's story. based on a true As story, it. though. It's based on a true story. So this girl, like, actually was stabbed 22 times and lived.
1: Oh, my God. Wait, so what... First, tell us again the name of the one that's on Netflix that we can see now.
2: Um, it's on Hulu. It's called Your, Hulu. Your Worst Nightmare. it's the season premiere. So it's season six. I want to say episode 12 or 13. Um, It's called Do You Love Me? The episode name. So it's called Do You Love Me? So every episode is different. And it's the very last... It's like the season finale. So it's the very last episode of that season.
1: So Your Worst Nightmare. We have to go watch that. And then what's the other one you're talking about right now? This true story.
2: It's that one. It's that one. Oh my
1: goodness. Yeah. (sighs)
2: So like she is like stabbed 22 times and lives
1: wait so your worst nightmare is that all true stories
2: yes they're all oh
1: gosh Mm -hmm. i love me some true true crime in podcast form but sometimes in film form it's like so much for me my my mind just gets a little blown
2: oh really i love true crime oh i'm gonna watch it it was like i i like really hit the jackpot there because I love your crime and I got to act. And I was like, yes, this is this is like something I've always dreamt about doing.
1: <laughs> How nice to have this out on Hulu. I can't wait to watch it. I'm going to watch it. That's great. Mm. Congratulations.
2: Thank you. Yeah. It's been a big month for me.
1: <laughs> That's so fantastic. Well, so we've got you out on Hulu. We can watch you doing your acting gig. And then we can also get your book, Vegan Chocolate Treats. And tell everyone the website to find you at.
2: Peanutbutterpluschocolate.com. plus is spelled out.
1: Plus is spelled out. P L U S. And on social media,
2: uh, Peanutbutterpluschocolate at Peanutbutterpluschocolate gmail um oh, Gmail. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> my email. Um, on Instagram,
1: like the app. Perfect. Yeah. Made it easy for everyone. Yeah. Ciara, you're the best. Peace, love, chocolate, and happiness to you, my friend. Thank you yes. for being here.
2: Yes, thank you for having me. I had such a good time talking to you.
1: Diva 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 and i said that as a compliment in a good way yeah. d-i-v to the a Ciara, i love her she's just great what a fun conversation it's cool to talk to another actor who went into food um though she's still doing it both. she is she is swinging on both ends there it's great she's got it she's got it she's an it she's gal it. and you must 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 check out her instagram peanut butter plus chocolate she's posting beautiful pics constantly and fantastic recipes uh so if you haven't got the book yet and you want to get a taste of what ciara has to offer you can definitely get more of that at peanut butter plus chocolate uh it's a fun account to follow and of course get your copy of vegan chocolate treats 60 indulgent sweets to satisfy your inner chocoholic now everywhere books are sold and everybody loves
0: chocolate, so everybody should be yeah, one hundred. So, yeah,
1: and easy recipes. That's what I love about this. It's well, got the easy recipes in it,
0: and the pictures are so, so good, gorgeous, so like good. You'll want
1: to make everything.
0: So, um, but let's uh, let's give everybody a little tip to wrap up this week. So, what's uh, Dustin's dish?
1: Dustin's dish.
0: What a dish!
1: Mm. I want to talk about melting chocolate. <gasps> and the type of chocolate you should use. Oh. Yeah, so uh, if a book calls for chocolate for tempering or melting, you should get chocolate bars in their purest form and, and finally chop it for melting and heat it slowly. Uh, you can do sort of your own double boiler. You can place it in a bowl over a saucepan of simmering water, uh, or you can zap it sort of in short bursts in the microwave. If you want 30 seconds or 50, uh, at 50% power in the microwave, uh, the small pieces will help the chocolate melt evenly and the low heat will make sure that it won't burn. Uh, and you don't want to use chocolate chips for this uh, if you plan to melt them, because they often contain stabilizers that help them hold their shape, that's why they're chips, oh. and that can sort of make melted chocolate lumpy, and nobody wants lumpy chocolate. Because chocolate can to... be a little persnickety, right? Like, I mean, it can be. But this this is sort of one of the reasons I think sure. a lot of people will be like, "Oh, it's calling for chocolate, and I have to melt it." I'm just I've gonna got get chocolate some chips. chips. Let's just yeah. toss them mm-hmm. in there. Hmm. So a way uh, to make sure that you get a nice, like velvety, smooth chocolate is to use uh really high quality chocolate bars for that and as always buy fair trade chocolate it's so important and we get into it more with another chocolate episode later we have coming up with the queen of vegan chocolate fran Mm -hmm. costigan i actually should have fran mama fran we love her uh david and i took a class with uh fran costigan many years ago uh when i was just starting when we just started dating i think Mm -hmm. he bought it as like a date night thing i did it was fun um but she gets. I should have made this chocolate month because we had the episode last week. Then this one. Oh gosh, I should have put Fran's have. next. I, it's not next. It's coming up in the next month or so. But um, Fran tells us all about uh, buying fair trade chocolate, fair trade certified chocolate. Uh, you're buying chocolate that supports dedicated efforts to improve the work conditions and quality of life for farmers and their families. Uh, but more about it with Fran because she really gets into it. Tune into an episode with her coming up. And we'll dive a little deeper into the topic of fair trade chocolate, which I think a lot of people maybe don't know or think about. Sure. Like the
0: stuff that goes into chocolate yeah. and the. A lot the, of
1: child labor. The, a lot of child labor in the chocolate arena.
0: Well, and just, yeah, I mean, just an intense process. And terrible and conditions. And harvesting. Like bad. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you can kind of make a difference with that. Absolutely.
1: Um, Absolutely. And y'all, that's our little ditty for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Please like, subscribe, or follow the podcast wherever you are listening to it. That sounds like
0: <laughs> Madam <laughs> yeah. Plenty of Madam Peaches. Plen- Peaches are plenty. Peaches are plenty. And
1: thank you, Miss Teramisu. You're welcome. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Instagram at Keep On Cooking Pod. We'll be back next week. Keep on cooking. And remember, it's nice to be nice. <laughs> This has been a Muzzy Cap Production. <laughs>